Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 363 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Being joined in person the first time in like what six months here? Yeah, yeah. Since like uh, this is the first time of the new year. That's for, for sure. sure, for sure. Yeah. Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot except for the fact that I'm incredibly pissed off because there are still no gamer chairs, Breaker. Well, I mean, come on, no what, gamer chairs. What do you want me to do here? Just go steal them? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Sam's Club, pal. Walk in. I, how much is a gamer chair? At 125, 150. You know how pissed you'd be if you came in and I had one, but you didn't. Like here, you can have the Royal Rumble chair. <laughs> yeah, you're good with though. You can have the padded Royal Rumble chair. It's uh, it served me well. Yeah, you dick. <laughs> that would be really. Oh my god, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? That's like the worst thing. Sounds ever. like a Bill Venus move. Pretty much. Yeah, I owe him a slap. <laughs> Well, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk. We're going to dive into, of course, uh, PHPW. We are shaping up Resolution Reckoning, man. Yeah, we got about two more matches to announce. Absolutely. And then, of course, our tournament, which is I feel like has already been our most controversial tournament we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, who should be the who sh- should have been WWE champion? WWE's already stealing the idea, bro. How many times do I have to put out there that WWE like watches us? And everything we say or do, they end up saying and doing the next week. It's like there's a minimal amount of hits over in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Yeah. Like we need to pay attention. What the hell is happening? Yeah. So, yeah. It, already. Already stealing our idea. Already stealing the idea. I Man, I don't know. Like, it's just the way it goes. But, like, I saw people tweeting and they're like, I don't, I think people were looking at it like as current guys. Like, I saw, like, Nakamura's name pop up. Yeah. It can't Cesaro. be anybody who still has a chance. Right. Because, like, it doesn't count. Right. right? Yeah. Like, I'm not putting in, you know, Lars Sullivan. Right. I wouldn't no. put him in anyway. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were kind of, like, wondering about Million Dollar Man's name was brought up. and um, Somebody who didn't get brought up, but I, I thought of just the other day, was Jake the Snake. Oh, absolutely. And no one ever brought him up. No, they did not. I mean, he would have fit better than Goldust. Yeah. And Goldust is my pick, but, like... yeah. It's one of those things when you're making these lists. It's only eight lists, people. It's only eight people. And when you're making these lists, your mind goes blank. 
That's just the the fact of it. And, and I'm a huge Dustin Rhodes fan, so he was the first guy I thought of. The fact that he debuted in the WWE in like 1991, yeah, and just left in what like 2019. Yeah. I mean, he had he went back and forth a few times. Sure, but yeah, still wrestling. We, we in all seven. Sure. Yeah, he's still wrestling in AEW. He should have been WWE champion. Yes. And, I mean, I get that, like, you don't want a WWE champion, especially, like, in the modern era that's, like, super gimmicky. But, like, Goldust, I feel like, has kind of transcended the gimmick. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the... He's, like, one of those guys that was so good, like, people appreciated him for his work. Yeah. Where it's like, you were so good at this. And, honestly, I think, you know, he obviously preyed a lot on homophobic fear in the 90s. Oh, yeah. did amazing at that. He did. And and that was... That's super cutting edge. Yeah. My dad hated Goldust because of that. Yeah. I know it was very, like... You know, my dad was yeah. kind of the same way. Like, I don't know if I don't know if I like this. Well, she was a huge Dustin Rhodes fan, but when he, became, I didn't know he was Dustin Rhodes. My dad, I rem- I still remember his debut because my dad, like the whole time, because he always had the wig on during the vignettes, and he was like, he's like, I that guy looks so familiar, and then he took the wig off. He's like, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> just made a huge deal about it, and he loves Dustin Rhodes, but like that whole gold dust gimmick, he hated it. You think about it though, like I think it's probably one of the best gimmicks in the sense of like that would get under most people's skin yeah to some degree and i think more people are open-minded now sure than before but like when he would like he did it with razor and i, I guess i heard him say he actually did it with savio first where he'd do the go behind and savio's fighting out and he just starts rubbing his chest yeah and like he you know the guy freaks out i'm like that's good stuff right there because yeah. that got such a reaction and he's not doing anything right but it was just enough to where, or like when he had like the razor tattoo on his chest. It was amazing. It was just so so amazing, so ridiculous. Even though he never like it was never actually said. Like right. I, I think Jerry Lawler did ask him in a promo. He's like, "Well, aren't you?" Yeah. He's like, "What?" He's like, "Well, aren't you?" <laughs> but they never would actually say it and stuff. Right. And yeah, I mean, great gimmick. But I guess I've heard Austin say they got so much negative heat, negative complaints on him. That's when they kind of just switched him around and he just became just a he was still gold dust but he did they they toned down all that stuff yeah which i was like that's that would be like okay you know, undertaker can't be the dead man and then right. he's just okay it's like he's just a guy wearing dark clothes now yeah and you know i still liked the fact that gold dust was like the quote-unquote bizarre one right and you know he did like he did kind of still do the mind games but but it was less about the homophobia yeah games and things like that well i think that's actually why marlena was added yeah, because it's like, well, why would a, a gay man have a right. beautiful, super hot babe valet? Yeah. yeah, and stuff. So definitely ahead of its time. A lot of people still think that that might have been the first like attitude era character. I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, because he debuted ninety five. Yeah, you always think Austin or, or DX, you know, but like, yeah, realistically, I mean, that's a that's a pretty edgy character. It really is. Yeah, and then the stuff he was doing, like as the artist formerly known as Goldust, that was out of bounds. Yeah, that was like way out there. So it's Royal Rumble season. I like to watch old Royal Rumbles. He comes out in one of them yeah. as the artist formerly known as Goldust. So he's wearing like a bodysuit singlet with a thong over it, yeah. and then pantyhose up to his knees. Is that the one where he's got the ball gag in his mouth? Well, not in the match he doesn't, but yeah, probably, on his way I think out. I think in the on his way out yeah. maybe. Yeah, I remember watching. Did he have like? I think he had like pink or orange hair. Yes. Yeah. That was the same night, though, that he wrestled Vader. He did early in the night, yes. Yeah, and, and Vader, because he had Luna Vachon with him. Right, and that, yep. that's when Vader does the Vader bomb with her on his back. That was like one of the coolest moments. I miss Luna Vachon. She was awesome. I think it was like the 10-year uh, anniversary of her death, maybe. Really? 10 or 11 years, yeah. Oh, wow. 
which is crazy to think. Yeah. You know? She was awesome. Legit scary. Yeah. I mean, legit, especially yeah. for back in that day. Oh, yeah. Well, we got some wrestling talk here, so why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, big underscore band. How about uh, news right off the top? Drew McIntyre has tested positive for the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Which I think he'll be back right in time to meet Goldberg at the Rumble. Yeah, like that's could, could have held out for a couple more weeks. Yeah, um, we, we touched on this last week, obviously, with with Goldberg being the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, like that that. Waste of space. Let's bring him back one more time <laughs> because this has worked out so well. You, I still feel like during that like 2016, 2017 period, they somehow captured lightning in a bottle. Yeah, just enough to where they were like, "Oh, this is what we this is what we need to do." Yeah, because honestly, he should have officially retired at that point, right? Yeah. Here's what I think happened. I think, <clears throat> I think. He had those great moments. Everybody thought, okay, this is this is awesome. Good job. Then he was like, okay, let's do some more. I feel good. And then he Fs it up. And ever since then, he's been trying to fix his mistake. And he just can't do it. Right, right. I agree with that. But it's like, but what they've I think it's like what they're what they're doing now, and I could be wrong on this, but it's like he has the match with Brock, right? The very first one. Smokes him. Yep. In less than like two minutes. It's like, whoa, kind of catches everyone off guard. He's in the Royal Rumble. Yep. It's like now Brock and Goldberg are meeting again. They have a little bit of a showdown. Boom. Uh, Goldberg eliminates Brock. Yeah. After Brock is destroying everybody. It's like, holy crap. Taker shows up in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He's the one that eliminates Goldberg, which makes sense. Yep. In the sense of like, okay, who's throwing Goldberg out? It's Undertaker. They have they tease a moment. We, You know, he loses the title to Brock at, at WrestleMania and the Best match that he's ever had, probably. Yeah. Seven minutes of carnage. But it was great. Goes into the Hall of Fame. Seems like that's a wrap. Uh, let's do Goldberg and Taker. On paper, I get that there's like intrigue there. Sure. But even leading into that match, I'm never thinking like, oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a barn burner. But I did want to watch it because I, I I had a feeling it was gonna be memorable in a bad way. Yeah. And it was. It, it was very memorable memorable in a bad way. And um, ever since then, though, he hasn't recovered. I mean, you can say the one with Drew, or not Drew, um, um, Dolph was decent. But that was also weird. You it, know? But, but it wasn't good, though. Right. Like, like I was, don't think he's capable of the good match anymore. Because no. I think what made Goldberg marketable was, like, crazy intensity. Yeah. And, like, pretty much it's like, we need to keep a leash on this guy because we don't know what he's going to do. I, well, and I think, honestly, he needs to drop the jackhammer. Yeah. I mean, because that that move looks dangerous as shit now when he doesn't. Yeah. It, uh, well, it's never looked great. Right. Well, again, you take a guy who is never the best in his prime, you just put him 50 years old. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what you expect, I guess. But so they did the stuff with The Fiend, which wasn't great, but it was what it was. Okay, that's fine. And then it's like, no, right now, he's supposed to probably lose to Roman. Mm-hmm. Ends up losing to Braun, which was what it was what it was. Moves on. Now he comes back again. Yeah. Now he's wrestling Drew, and it's like, 
okay. And my whole thing on this is like, okay, so either he he beats Drew, no one's happy about that. Yeah. Or he just comes in to drop to do the job for Drew. Yeah. Which again is not what Goldberg was about. That would be like Taker coming in and just jobbing out to everybody. Right. What's the point of that? Yeah. But also, does it make sense for him to beat everybody? No. Um, and the interesting about this, I saw on Twitter that somebody had mentioned that the WWE Championship is the one championship Goldberg hadn't had. So, yeah. kind of leads. He said the believe, universal title a couple times. Kind of leads me to believe that they are giving him the title, uh, which that sucks. You know, notice he did not make our tournament. He did not. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Like Drew McIntyre's like already lost the title and regained it. You know, if I remember right, he yeah. lost to Randy Orton for like a week or something like that. Yeah, like one pay per view maybe. Yeah, and so he's a two time champion already. And it would be weird to see him lose to Goldberg just so Goldberg can have his name in the history books. But is it a thing of like, it seems to me like the plan probably is he beats Drew at the Rumble, Drew beats him at Mania. But are we tired of this formula? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's like there's nothing like because we know because we know, number one, either A, he's going to get beat and they set up something for him at Mania. Right. Goldberg, I mean. Or he beats Drew and then loses it back to Drew because he's only doing two matches a year. Right. I just, I don't know. I don't see, I don't really see the point, I guess. Because I don't think anyone backstage was thinking like, you know what we need? Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. There's yeah. some money. I, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. No. And there's, there's, I feel like there's a laundry list of of old WCW guys that I would rather see. Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller. The Hurricane. Sugar Shane Helms, you know. Oh yeah, I bring all three count in. Damn right, I mean, I'd be all about that. <laughs> Evan Courageous ain't doing shit, you yeah. know. Like bring him in, bring him in. Norman Smiley, yeah, hell yeah, I'd love <laughs> to see some Norman Smiley. Yeah, it would be great. Um, I will say this: this does lead me to this point, and there's no. They could actually pivot this way. I hope they don't, but they could still do Goldberg and Roman at WrestleMania. There has been talk of title versus title, winner take all. Which, again, I don't know why I split them up. Why make separate titles just to split them off again? I don't really get. But I still am kind of hoping they do Roman and The Rock at WrestleMania. That That's what needs to happen, I think. And so that's where I... So I do kind of feel some like, okay, if they decide to put Drew with Goldberg, at least that gives me the hope that they do Roman and The Rock. Right. And right now they do need The Rock. They need something. Yeah, but my my thinking is I wonder if The Rock would do it. Like right now, because there isn't that eighty thousand people in the stands. That's a good point. Um, like I can see him, but when are we? When are we gonna have eighty thousand people in the stands? Yeah, I mean, it might never happen again. I, I have heard a rumor that I guess there was talk of maybe doing a limited capacity stadium in Tampa yeah. this year, since it was supposed to be there last year. But I feel like that's way. I mean, we're what four months from Mania. Yeah, it, April. That's way too, way too quick to even attempt that. Yep, I think so. I don't see that happening. I I do think though, if they did a an arena that's similar, not size wise, but like similar to what AEW is doing. I mean, obviously AEW's let people in the doors. So if it was an outdoor arena, sure. Hell, go to a high school football team and use their outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and I understand that, but it's like it's still that's not the same as eighty thousand people. No, it's definitely so. At what point, like, do they wait 
six years before. Right. I mean, it could be a while. Yeah. Even if things level out and things work out and people can gather again, still, I'm not sure if that's going to be enough for wrestling to ever have huge crowds again. Yeah. I don't know. That, Who knows? Yeah. So I think at this point, I think it would be cool to do The Rock and, and Roman. And right now, the WWE needs something. Yeah. Well, they, they need... I, I get... I get their them wanting to bring back old stars to help bring old eyes back on the product, but it needs to be the right people. Like, oh yeah, bringing Sting in, I feel like that was probably their smartest move uh, in a long time. Was finally getting him through the door. Um, and like talking about WWE years yeah, ago, yeah, when they did that. I mean, obviously he's with AEW now, but like, um, but when they did that, that was a smart move. I, I just don't feel like Goldberg's the right guy. I would have rather seen Booker T versus Drew McIntyre. Sure, I mean, there's all. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's Buff Bagwell versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> there's money right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's definitely interesting. I just don't I don't know which way they're going. But to kind of change gears here, one thing I want to talk about is if you have any predictions for the Royal Rumble match, any possible surprises. I feel like this would be the year they could skip over the surprises. Yeah, but I feel like this is the year that they shouldn't. Skip over that. I they, think they I, need they need something to make us jump off, off off the couch. Yeah, I think this Royal Rumble really does need to be fun. I think it probably needs to be less serious than it has been, you know, and and just needs to be entertaining. Yeah, and I think it needs to be not only surprise like fun entrance surprises, but it needs to be like a surprise ending almost. I mean, well, you know, I, I've heard people talk about that. Like, you know, realistically, like. When have we ever had like a holy crap? I can't believe that guy won. It was always right. like it seems likely, right? And they've done like the last couple of years where like I know last year I came down to like Roman, Drew, and Edge, and it could have been any, any of them, right? Yeah. Or I think the year before was Braun and Rollins. Right. You're like, okay, it could be either guy, right? And um, but I think that year when Shinsuke won, I felt like that was a year where I was like, oh, didn't think he was gonna win because you assume they go back to Cena and Roman, right? Because that's kind of what they've been doing, right? Okay, it's going to be Cena, it's going to be Roman, and they, they kind of had that set with like the that it came down to Finn, Shinsuke, Cena, and Roman, yeah. And so it's kind of like that mix of like the new guys, the old guys, like yep. even though Roman's not really an old guy, but he falls into that category. But I think I think this would be the year. Like, let's say The Rock isn't coming back. Say that that he's not showing up in the Royal Rumble to win everything, um, like. This would be the year it'd be awesome to see Big E win. Yeah. You know for what I sure. mean? Like or or this would be the year like even Sami Zayn winning or Ali winning, you know. I mean I don't know about Ali, but I mean he's he's kind of a big deal right now. I'm still not into retribution. Dude, they are the biggest baby faces in the company right now. Are they? Because of their Twitter game alone. Well, yeah. <laughs> and their Twitter game is good. Yeah. I just I, I don't know. I it's one of those things where it's like a surprise, a surprise winner would be fun. Some surprise entrance would be great. Yep. Like, are you more into like the one-off surprise entrance where like the hurricane comes out and then gets thrown out immediately, or do you like a guy that's like, wow, I didn't expect that, and he actually is in there? Like AJ Styles, I think was one of the best ones because no one knew for sure he was going to be there, but he was in there, and he actually was in there for a while. Yeah, he had was, a good showing. It was early, and he was there for a while. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like I like the goofy comedy ones, but I also like it when they do stick around for a little bit. Right, like um, like uh, previously when we had the Godfather show up years past. That's always fun, but usually it's, but it's like, like he's right out. 
it's it's kind of a waste of a, a spot. Like JBL, remember he showed up one time? And he took Indiana. his jacket off, yeah. Hey, Mike, I'll come home with my jacket. Yeah. And then they throw him out. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, like Kevin Nash, he was in, I think, in like 2014, maybe. And like he barely could walk. Right. It's like, this is... Yeah. Like, I get it because it's the pop of like, whoa, yeah. but it ultimately doesn't turn out that great. Right. And so, like, like a Booker T came in. You know, like I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Booker T came in and came in and did a spin rooney and, and all that shit. That's all fun, but I'd also like to see some scissor kicks and things like that and some, some bookends. When DDP did his, I thought his was cool because he actually hit some diamond cutters. Right. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. kind of, you kind of want that shock of like, damn. Yeah. Like they didn't look like they could still go. Right. Like I actually still think Goldberg would be a hell of a surprise Royal Rumble entrant yeah. if he wasn't around as much. Yeah. Because like, holy shit. You right. know, but like, you have a big guy put him out, have him triple team him, something happened, you know? So, well, and he's Goldberg's always kind of been a guy that, like, I feel like if they wouldn't keep allowing him to mess up, it would be cool to see him like once a year, once every other year, right? What do you think about uh, Punk showing up at any point? You think it's ever gonna happen? Nah, I don't either. Uh, I, uh, I think there was thought there when he kind of was doing the stuff with what Fox, I guess. Yeah, that, I caught a little bit of hope, but I mean, that was that was also like. Kind of the last. It's like if he's not doing it now, he's not doing it. Yeah, but it's interesting because I would, I would love to see him do something in wrestling again. But at the same time, I don't feel like he's needing to, right? No, I mean, I feel like if he was needing to, he probably would have already done it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those things where, like, it seems like he's living a good life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still kind of. I always kind of wonder about the AEW thing and if he'd ever die back. I don't know. I mean, he may. I think AEW would be a good place for him to go. Um, well, the reason I'm saying this, I heard him on Renee Young's, Renee Paquette, I guess, now yeah. on her podcast, and he she kind of brought that up. And he's like, well, you know, like AEW has more guys that haven't worked, so that's fun. But he's like, it's without sounding like an a-hole, like it's going to take a lot of money, you know, right. like because why he doesn't need to do this, you know, right. so. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, other news, WWE is finally kind of, I feel like, doing the right thing and honoring uh, Luke Harper, John Huber. I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see that, man. Yeah, I'm happy to see it, too. And um, I, I, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, it's one of those things where I know we all wish it would have happened, like, immediately. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad it happened. You know, I mean, there's a good three-and-a-half-hour best of that I think is great. Uh, they got the New Day pod on there. I mean, there's... Quite a few things kind of highlighting some some good moments in his career, so I think it's cool. I kind of wonder if the whole New Day pod was more them than WWE, though. Probably. WWE Network's just taking the credit for it. Yeah. I just I don't, I don't just didn't... My whole thing was like, I was like, man, it, it doesn't really seem like it would be that big a deal to just put a, you know, video package out. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, everyone's it, got their thoughts on why they didn't, I Yeah, guess. it is what it is, and I'm... I'm I'm honestly totally fine with what they did. I mean, because of the fact that, you know, he was AEW at the time. And so, like, AEW did their thing. And they, yeah. did, they did it great. And I feel like that was more important than because... It, they did it. I mean, they did it so well. It, it would have seemed like they were trying to one-up each other if right, WWE yeah. had done all that. Which is true. And hindsight's always twenty twenty, yeah. right? You know, so... Uh, speaking of AEW, we touched on this last week, of course, with um, the, uh, you know... The Good Brothers showing up in AEW, of course, are the Impact Tag Champions, but they're uh, showing up in AEW. Um, 
kind of a Bullet Club reunion. You know, yeah. they all do the big two suite. It looks like though some of the original OG Bullet Club guys like Tama Tonga and Fale and all them, not too happy with this. I've seen a little bit of Twitter heat. We were talking before the show, like, do you think this is a work? Is it a shoot? What are you thinking, man? Well, that's what I wasn't sure about because, I mean, I, I I don't pay attention to New Japan. Uh, haven't at all, ever. And so I don't really... I don't think a lot of people are. Yeah. And that's not a knock on them, but I feel like the attention they got was from... The elite. Yeah, it really was. And, and not to take any way, anything away from Tama Tonga, um, but, like, I... I felt like those were the stars, and once they left, I felt like it kind of really hurt the fandom of the Bullet Club. And so, I if if it's all legit, I can understand why he's pissed off because now that it's like they're taking what they created, yeah, and using without, it without saying it, right? It was like the club, or you know, like right. the OC, like all that stuff is always kind of. And let's be clear, that shit in WWE wasn't that cool. No, like God, no, it was like. Just it's like okay, well it's the guys, but this isn't a cool name. <laughs> to me, it was right up there with when TNA put the NWO together and called them the band. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That's it's like it's wow. pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, that that's awful. Yeah, um, but uh, but I don't know if if it's something like they're just getting that Twitter heat going so they can do something like with New Japan. I'm cool with that too. I still want to see that happen. Yeah, like I would uh, if it's if it's a, a potential work. I mean, I'm a huge Tama Tonga fan. Me too. I would love to see him stateside in, yeah. in AEW. Um, I know that they've done some work where the New Japan guys have came through and done Ring of Honor pay per views and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see that with AEW. I don't necessarily know if that will happen or not, but if it's I mean, if we can help each other, like, let's do it. I feel like right. that's what AEW and Impact's doing. Like, who's the, right. no one pays attention to Impact anymore. And, I mean, isn't isn't um, Moxley there in New Japan's U.S. champ right now? He is, but I think a lot of it is, like, they there's talk of, like, them stripping him of it because he couldn't go over there to defend it, but that's obviously not on him. That's a circumstance of the world. Right. But, I mean, Kenta's in New Japan. Yeah. I mean, that's... A, how WWE did not get him right, I'll never know. Yeah, his run was so weird, man, because he... Um, he was plagued by injuries early on. Got Kept getting injuries, and then he ended up injuring... Was it Kendrick? Brian Kendrick? Maybe. With the, with the go to sleep. So, okay, can't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. And so they really just... And to be fair, how he got over was, like, stiff. That's That was what got him noticed. Right. And then WWE's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's not do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so... Yeah, I mean, I remember a funny story. I was I was an extra. Speaking of Dustin Rhodes from earlier, I was an extra at the 2012 Rumble where I got not where I got this chair, but it was the last time I was an extra before I got signed. And uh, Yoshi Tatsu did a dark match that night, and we were all talking to Ted DiBiase because he Ted DiBiase Jr. because he came from WLW yeah. where I where I was trained, and he wasn't booked that night. And that's when he was kind of doing the DiBiase posse. Oh yeah, and like was nothing was happening, and he was just kind of like this. Just frustrated because nothing was happening with him. Right. And uh, so we're just all talking, and Dustin Rhodes walks up, just talking to Teddy, and he's like, all the good Japanese wrestlers in the world, we got the one that's the shits. He was talking about Yoshitatsu. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Ser- seriously, like, <laughs> how does this happen? <laughs> we were all just cracking up because it was like, yeah, like, what would they do if they had a guy like Kenta or Marafuji or right. you know, Okada or some of these guys that are just unbelievable? Yeah. And they did get Kenta, and look what happened. Right. Like, Yoshitatsu arguably had a better run. Yeah. That's horrible. Was he that bad? It wasn't that he was that not 
that he wasn't that bad. He just wasn't very good. Really? And he wasn't the um, he wasn't the most fluid in the ring. Okay. Like he was just he was so so. I don't remember his run at all in WWE, and I know he still wrestles, right? He's in he's in he was in New Japan when I was there actually. Yeah. And he was like the Bullet Club hunter. He's hunting the Bullet Club, and like no one took him seriously at okay. all. And just kind of, he was like a kind of a laughing stock. Great guy, like super right. nice guy, but like no one really liked him that much. And so they let him go. He went to all Japan, and I think he's still there. Ah. So, he, but he's a guy. Like it wasn't that he was like that bad. He just based on like if if WWE is going to sign one Japanese guy, you expect him to be like. The best, but same time, Kenzo Suzuki wasn't very good either. Right, like how, like what the hell happened there? Yeah, I remember asking guys, they're like, "Oh yeah, Suzuki, Kenzo Suzuki, no good," and he wasn't not that great. But yeah. some of those guys just don't last. And you finally get a guy like Kenta, arguably like top five in Japan. Right, and it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, and I was even like, okay, I can get Hideo with Tommy, I can get the new gear, but. Yeah. What the hell? I, don't, I still don't understand. Yeah, and it's. I think it, I think it kind of goes back to like you have to let wrestlers be themselves. And right. Like, I mean, his his thing was the go to sleep. His you know he was a stiff worker. I mean, even Chinsuke. I mean, he's toned it down big time since since um, he started. Yeah, but Shinsuke's a lot. He's so much more of like a sports entertainer. Oh, he yeah. kind of already oh, yeah. was, yeah. and so it didn't. He he's to me a guy like if you just watched him in WWE you would probably wouldn't really get it right I'm like oh okay this guy's kind of just weird and goofy yeah. acting I don't really understand but he because he was able to translate it better and I feel like he's kind of getting a rub again a little bit a little bit yeah he got a he got a pretty good start um, when he returned so yeah we shall see anyway when I say we uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here let's do it. Tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Netflix makes this announcement. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording because I was like, man, that seems like a lot. Apparently in 2021, they're going to have a new movie every week. Yeah. That's a lot of movies, man. It's a lot of movies. And frankly, between my uh, watching Superstore for the sixth time and you know uh, watching The Office every night, I don't know if I have enough time to watch a new movie every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's so true though. Like, because I mean, that was what's funny is like how Netflix is like people literally upset because The Office is off Netflix. It's <laughs> right. like you could have bought this series yeah. many of I, Ten I don't, times over. Yeah, and yeah. so like I get it for like the exclusive stuff. Yeah, because you can't really get that anywhere else. Like, okay, I yeah. understand, but yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't think I've watched a ton of Netflix movies. I've seen some of them. Some of them. I've seen some of them. Some of them are really good. Uh, I've seen more Christmas ones than I have regular ones. Sure. But, um, but some of them are really good. I mean, I think Netflix is really more... I, I'm probably wrong about this, but I feel like Netflix is more known for their documentaries than they are their movies. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I feel like their, their, their exclusive series is a big thing. Well, that too, yeah. And Because I, I remember... Netflix, I remember they initially, one of the things that they added that really got my attention 
Um, and the reason it did is because they it, this wasn't even on DVD at the time. They put up the the first series, like the original Power Rangers series. Yeah. And this was 2012, probably like mm-hmm. right when they first the streaming kind of first started. A guy I was training with told me, I was like, "Holy crap! I need to get Netflix." Yeah. And that really made me think like I need this. And then you know the new then of course all the Marvel stuff happens and all these exclusive series that we now all know about. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a. Well, that's the only place I can watch this. This is kind of a cool thing. But now all these streaming services are doing exclusive series, exclusive movies. It's it's a lot to keep up with, man. Well, yeah, and even like uh, Peacock, you know, the ones that got The Office. um, There's exclusive content from The Office that you had never seen until Peacock got it. What did you think of that Matrix scene? That was incredible. That was so good. That was so funny. Um, I love Jim's like, I hired 30 people for this. Right. <laughs> but there's there's even all like all these little uh, internet short films that they, they did, these little short series. I remember they did. they did a there was a series they did called like The Accountants. Yep, there was yeah. there's that and there's a there's another little series on there too that's a different one that's I'd never even heard of because I'd heard of the accountants before, but I'd never heard of I can't remember what it was. But I don't know, there's another one. And they have like Super fan episodes where it's like a, a collection of their best episodes that everybody oh, nice. likes, and it's like, yeah, Netflix probably should have done all that. Interestingly enough, um, there's a, a kid on Twitter, Owen Anderson. He's a shout out to him. He's a he's the Mountain Dew kid. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, he put on. I think he put it on Facebook actually. That I guess he said I watch every episode of The Office, including Scott's Tots. Yep. And apparently a lot of people skip that one because it's too cringy. Yeah. Do you feel that way? That it's too cringy? Um, I mean, it's not cringier than other episodes. It's not It's not cringy enough for me to not watch it. No, yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree. It's incredibly cringy just because it's like... It's such a shitty thing to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it's and just... the fact that he actually shows up. They sing and dance in form, and so he just like like they assume he's like following through. Any any person who made a empty promise like that would not have shown up. No, I mean they would have just been like, yeah, I don't have the money. Sorry. Well, I feel like <laughs> yeah, and like like even his he's like named after certain right. rooms and stuff. That's one of those cases of Michael Scott's not a malicious person. Yeah, he honestly thought he would be a millionaire by this point. Right. Because, you know, he's so stupid. And honestly, I think if he was a millionaire, he would have paid for their college. Right. But obviously he couldn't, and then he got him on a laptop battery. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, there's a, there's plenty more moments that, of Michael Scott that I find, like, incredibly kin- cringeworthy. Uh, even probably more so than that. One of which is when he's having the date with Pam's friend, and they're at that Dave and Buster's place. Oh, yeah. That, date night, Mike. That, to me, is honestly one of the most cringeworthy things of all. It's like that one little uh, talking head of date, date date Mike was funny, but the way he acted was like, I felt embarrassed and I'm just watching this on TV. Right. It's like, my God, dude. Well, I think we've all met that person. Oh, yeah. Like, I know a guy, and I won't say who it is, but he's... Jack Gamble. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jack Gamble. <laughs> Big chuckle like that one. <laughs> but this guy, one-on-one, he's great. Right. Entertaining, easy to talk to. You put him in a group of six or more... He acts weird. Oh yeah, and I'm, and it's just like the thing. Show out. Yeah. It's almost like yeah, almost like that. We're just like, and what's funny is like Michael was charming. Yeah. 
up until the point when he realized it's a date. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, I got to really impress her <laughs> by being cool. <laughs> like I, you know, A funny thing I'll say to my sister sometimes just to mess with her, I'll be like, hey, just remember, ignore your instincts, you know? Yeah. And in reality, that's what exactly what Michael should have done. Yes, ignore his instincts, and yes. and he was doing like he was he was actually doing well. Yeah, and then so yeah, I feel like that one's cringy. Prison Mike's a little cringy. Yeah, it's it's really cringy too. I, I feel like there's more funny moments in that one. Yeah, uh, that I can get through it better. Date Night Mike is just like the most cringeworthy thing. Gay Witch Hunt is incredibly cringy. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty bad. Um, there's another one. Um, it's not a full episode, but there's one scene where he's when he's getting set up with Pam's landlord. Do you remember mm. that? That to me is incredibly cringeworthy too. At the coffee shop. Yes. Uh, so because he tries to pretend like it's not him. Right, and then like that whole conversation, he calls Jan, and you know he said it's like having this was nice. It was like having lunch with an old lunch lady or something like that. <laughs> it's like, that's like, incredibly rude. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like it makes him mad. Yeah, it's like now you ruined it. Yeah, it's, but it's like. That's super cringy. That's way worse to me than Scott's Tots because I feel like Scott's Tots is more of him just being blissfully unaware of what he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that the fact that all of these kids probably have like such a plan yeah. in motion. Yeah. Of like where they're gonna go and like what they're gonna do. Well, and and also too, those like, stories had kind of a happy ending because um, Aaron said like I found out that most of those kids are on track to graduate, which is great, you know. Yeah. And she said um, they said that she said something about how um, that's like a huge step from what it was last year or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but then, um, but then like he also ended up writing four checks for that one kid to help pay for his books or whatever it was and. It was like, at least there were some nice moments out of that. Again, like you said, it was blissfully unaware. Right. I feel like the It cringe, wasn't malicious. Yeah. I feel like cringeworthy moments are moments where he's just, he's making things really uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, I still think uh, another cringy episode is when he is at to lunch with Pam's mom. When he oh, God. Yeah. A little bit. And he's, he's trying to break up with her. Yeah, and then it's her birthday. Yeah, right? and then he he does. I forgot about that one. And, My then God. He, and he doesn't really know how old she is. Yeah, and like when he figures it out, it's kind of like the way he reacts. Which I mean, obviously, like her daughter is closer to your age than she. <laughs> right. You know, like what what did you think? She's a grandmother. You know, <laughs> right. and it's like it's like he almost didn't put all that together. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, she's pretty hot for a grandma. Right. Which I also think is funny because at the wedding, it's like, you have a, you're a grandma. Do you have like a, a candy or anything? Apricot. Made of real apes. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, all right. Anyway, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. Alright, so Big Underscore Bane, um, we're not doing action figures this week, we're doing a little bit of something different, but Arcade 1-Up has announced a couple of new arcade cabinets. Okay. Uh, first one is an X-Men, like the old school X-Men arcade, and it's four player, kind of like Ninja Turtles. Very cool. Got an Avengers game on there as well, and then this one I thought was interesting, Killer Instinct, okay. which also includes, I think, Killer Instinct 2 and a couple of Battletoads games. Awesome. What are your thoughts on Arcade 1-Up? Like, to me, here's my thing. They're awesome. I would love to have a Ninja Turtles one in here. It would be great. Yeah, yeah. But 
you can't how do you collect these yeah it's one of those things like you you legit have to have a basement yeah or like a pretty large extra room yeah and uh, but even then you couldn't get all of them no no but uh, i mean i think i feel like they've done a good job of hitting all the right markets because yeah. Like, I wouldn't necessarily want a Killer Instinct battle totally. Right. But I would kill to have a, a Ninja Turtles. Right. And I would love to have an NBA Jam one. What about X-Men? That would be fun. X-Men, yeah. That'd be and fun. it's four-player. Right. Which, yeah. th- that's kind of a cool thing. I mean, I think the concept of these are, are amazing. Like, my nephew, I mentioned this before, for Christmas, he got this Capcom one. And it's tabletop, and it's two-player. And he loves us to play final fight where we team up yeah he thinks it's so much fun we play it all the time and i remember my mom thinking like do you think he'll play with this and i'm like i don't know i mean he's only six plays on that thing every day yeah i mean like to me when when he gets in his his room in the new house they're building like all the neighborhood kids are like this is the place to hang out like this is awesome right because we played street fighter which he absolutely smoked me in (laughs) yeah like big time (laughs) like he figured that one out real quick and (laughs) And I, I kind of wasn't sure how he would do on a lot of these games because he's never really played anything without a touchscreen. Yeah. Everything he plays is, you know, iPhone games. So. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think, and I think think they're doing like a, a, a buck shooting game where you shoot the gun. Which oh, that's, okay. That's, that's fun. That's pretty fun, you know. Yeah. But, again, I think the concept of them is, is great. But, like, even the Ninja Turtles one's got two games on it, but just two games. Right. And, like, how often do you actually go... Okay, let's go down to the basement and play games. You know, I mean, it's it's fun. It's it's almost like a party. Like, yeah. you, you know, when you're having a bunch of people over, it's like, hey, you guys want to go down to the arcade? You know? Yeah. And and that's something I, I've honestly, like, even as a kid, it's like that's always can kind of been a part of my dream house was to have, like, an arcade room. Apparently they're making pinball eventually. That's that's cool, too. I mean, yeah. I have pinball, and I've always wanted to do, like, a have a skee-ball machine. Oh, yeah. You can get Air those hockey. for, like, three or 400 bucks, and it's like, I mean, that, that would be fun as hell. Absolutely, it would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, what about if they did WrestleFest? If they do WrestleFest, like, that's one, yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to rob a bank or something. Yep. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, so I thought that was, that was pretty cool, but anyway, what do you say we take a break from this, and uh, let's talk about all the happenings. For the upcoming PHPW event, Resolution Reckoning. Let's do that, man. So we got a bunch of stuff happening. So last week we announced our first two four-man battle royals. We've got two more to announce, which I think we're going to do today, man. What do you... uh... We are going to do that today. Um, I've got them pulled up right here. um... So last week we announced... The first two, which was in in the first battle royals, Ethan Chambers was Scranton Strangler versus Scott Toon versus Elvis Aliaga. In the second battle royal, we got Jeff Toon versus Mike the Cleaner versus Kreger of Wreck My Podcast versus Eric Barker. So it's going to be um, Kreger's debut. So I, I think I think you know, looking at it, all things legitimate. I mean, Kreger's unknown here. Yeah. Eric Barker's definitely not winning. No. But, I mean, you also got Mike the Cleaner. I mean, he was just in a title match last month. Right. This could go either way. And then one of the fully posable guys, man. Yeah. And, and so it's it's one of those things that we're, we have a, a good chance that we are going to see some uh, see some new faces in the main event scene. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I like. I have, I have just sent you over. One of the battle royals. Um, well, so wait here, right on the edge of my seat. If you uh, if you want to read that off, 
I will read it off here. So Battle Royal number three. Cam from Wreck My Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going up against the terror that flaps in PHPW. Yeah. GBM. Versus Chuckles the Clown. Yes. Versus, and I don't know this guy, so you're going to have to fill me in in a little bit, the American Ace. So, the American Ace is a newcomer. I haven't... So, we have two debuts in this match. Yes. uh, And, yeah. Cam and American Ace. Cam and the American Ace. And the American Ace, uh, I don't know much about him. Haven't met him in person, but talking over the phone... Um, he's sounded like a real American hero. So, so he takes phone calls. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to excited to see him, see him in action. So this is quite the eclectic crew. Let me tell you. Yeah, like, this looks like a. If I saw these four guys walking in, I would think more likely they're going to rob a bank than participate about a royal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's GBM, so he is the terror of the flaps in PHPW. Yes. So I mean, he's kind of an un- unknown. Right. Let's be honest. Then you got Chuckles the Clown. That guy, we brought him in as a joke. Right. Let's make no mistake about it. He has, he, and he, he hasn't won a match, but he's put up a hell of a fight in every single one of these matches. Right. And I wouldn't put it past him to come out with the win here. Well, then, okay, but let's also talk Cam from Rick My Podcast because he's not real well known in PHPW, but this guy is like really good friends with our first PHPW champion, George Zeilinger. Yes. yes. So very good chance. He's going to be like, you know, <clears throat> getting some good advice on, hey, you want to win this battle royal, this is what you need to do. Exactly. So, I mean, at the same time, if Craiger wins and Cam wins, we could see two members of Wreck My Podcast in the, was it the square dance match? The, the square dance elimination match at the end of the night. And um, hold that thought, though, because it's not just Cam and Craiger. Um, in the last battle royal, we have Joe. Oh, another wreck my podcast. Wow, versus Soda Hunter. Okay, versus Prison Mike. Oh boy, versus another debut. Dobro. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we got two debuts. Yes. And another match. Yes. So I mean, we have I mean, debuts out the wazoo. Dude, this is insane. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun stuff happening at Resolution Reckoning, and I'm excited to see it because uh, seeing seeing Dobro in action, Mister Positivity himself. You, see, you know, I mean, don't make him mad though. Right? I, I have a feeling he's got like a little bit of a hair trigger there that people I, don't know about. I I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, he's kind of like the Hulk. Yes. Right and, now we're um, seeing Bruce Banner. You right. Know. Let's see. Right. Don't want to make him angry. I, yeah, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. I would not. So that be that could definitely be happening. But then you got Joe from my podcast, you know. Right. So how's that going to go? Yeah. But also Soda Hunter, he's a guy that's been in that title picture a lot, yeah. but hasn't quite got there yet. And I mean, this is this is just one more shot for him to get the title. And I mean, I don't. I'm pretty much discounting Prison Mike from doing anything. Yeah. In that match, but just, yeah. still, I mean, it's it's quite a. Quite a thing. So the winners of those four battle royals will go to the four-way square dance elimination match. Yes. And each person who wins, each person in that match, I believe they're, what, guaranteed a title match? Three out of four of the people in there will get some kind of a title match at Boss Fight. So as long as you're not the first guy eliminated. Yes. You could could potentially get a title match at Boss Fight. Yes. That's pretty good odds right there. It's a hell of a deal if you it ask. It really me. is. It really is. Um, because even if you lose, it's it's kind of like a you think of the Olympics gold, silver and bronze, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And not to rank the titles like that, but I mean you you get a consolation prize no matter what. 
Wow, like that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Well, I think it's time, big underscore Bane, to uh, to dive into our last tournament here, or our uh, our most recent match in the tournament. Who should have been WWE champion? Well, this was not really a shocker to me. Uh, we had Owen Hart going up against Gold Dust here. Seventy-two percent Owen Hart over Gold Dust. Yeah, not and really shocking, right? Not shocking at all. And I kind of seeded the tournament that way to where we kind of got the obvious wins, yeah, uh, out of the way. And uh, that way, the more we go, we can get down to the nitty gritty. So. I, I kind of figured that I, I'm I'm honestly a little shocked that people voted for Gold Dust. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, twenty eight percent. It wasn't a shutout, <laughs> right? I mean, so it was it was heavy in the favor of Owen Hart, but it wasn't completely a shutout. So, um, I think it's I think it's cool that people did vote for Gold Dust uh, over Owen Hart. Well, there's a lot of Gold Dust fans out there. I mean, we were we were huh. singing his praises. I'm, yeah, I'm earlier. Wondering. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not, and I and I do think he should have been WWE champion. So. It is what it is. I want to. I want to kind of do this differently. I want to go down to the bottom right hand side of the bracket so that we don't know. We got. We got to wait to make the matches. Exactly. Yeah. So that would mean our next match coming up, where you can vote at BBPH nine one eight on Twitter. The bad guy Razor Ramon against the Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, and so I, I said earlier I was seeding the tournament to make it like the easy outs first and. It got really hard after Gold Dust. Yeah, <laughs> and so, like, I love Gold Dust, but like, I knew out of the eight, he was the lowest on the sure, you know, on the eight. But like, uh, Bam Bam, like, it was hard for me to say, like, okay, he's going up again. It was hard for me to seed him at number seven and then Razor at number two. But like, that was kind of just the way it made sense. And Razor was always just kind of the Intercontinental Champion. Man, he should have been WWE champion, and he got close. He did. I mean, he did fight for it, you know. I mean, but it uh, it never happened. I mean, it's damn shame. I still kind of think, like, man, imagine if he had not left in '96, and you know, he was feuding with Austin for the title in '98 as Razor Ramon, and they turned him heel again and kind of really pushed the Scarface cocaine stuff. Oh yeah, they could have really went pretty hardcore with that, but. At the same time, does Austin become top guy if all those guys are still there? I think so. I mean, he, maybe. He really pushed his way up to the top without he, really asking permission. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it'll definitely be interesting. But, I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow is another guy. He was kind of all over the place. Like, he was in WWE in the late yeah. 80s. Then he shows up in NWA. Yeah. And then I think he's in Japan. And then he comes back to uh, the WWE in, like, what, 92, 93 probably. Yeah. Then he goes to ECW, yep. back to Japan a little bit, then to WCW. So he was kind of all over the place. He didn't but, really stay in one place too long. Right, but he was always one of those guys where it's like, Baby and Bigelow was damn good and yeah. such a good look. Yeah. Like even He's even in that movie Major Pain Yeah, because he's such a badass-looking dude. Right. Know? He headlined a WrestleMania. With Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that not only scary, mean, big, all that stuff, but like damn good in the ring. Yeah. And I think there's a reason why he wrestled Lawrence Taylor because they knew that Bam Bam could probably get a good match out of him, which the match was what it was. What it was. Sure. But, I mean, Bam Bam really did everything he could to make him look good. Oh, yeah. I think it's hilarious at the end that Lawrence Taylor is that blown up and <laughs> Bam Bam Bigel is a 400-pounder. I, I think, I, I guarantee when you're a football player or any kind of sports player and you go into wrestling, it's like, I play football. I can handle this. 
It's different it's when you're out there. Totally different. Not the not the same type of conditioning whatsoever. Yeah. It's like big spurts of energy that yep. you're not prepared for always. Yep. It also looms in your head like we got 12 minutes left. Right. And that match that they had was not long. Yeah. It was pretty short. Yeah. So, yeah, Bam Bam, hell of a performer. But I must say, all things being relative, I have a hard time not going Razor here. It's got to be Razor. I mean, I, I feel like this isn't going to be too difficult to decide until the semifinals. Yeah. And uh, it's got to be Razor. I mean, honestly. I think I think this might be a little bit closer than uh, uh, Owen versus Goldust, but I, I still feel like Razor is coming out on top. The weird thing about the Twitter polls is you can't see the results until you actually vote. Right. And, and I think that's where some people are like, ooh, I'm going to vote Gold does because he'll definitely not win. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden it's like, because there was a period there, I don't know if you saw, but he was actually ahead. Gold does was. Oh, no kidding. Like up like the first probably 20 votes. Okay. Gold does was ahead a little bit. Wow. So, and again, I, I think sometimes people people vote different ways, whether sure. it's to be sarcastic or whatever. And Yeah. Because, I mean, think about some of the... You know, uh, tournaments we did like a '90s Telewar. We had Thunder and Paradise in there. Some people voted for that. Yeah, I mean, not many, but some. Right. And that was not a good show. That's definitely 100% for laughs. Right. Yeah. Obviously. So this will be a hard tournament to pick for sure. So Razor Ramon versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Make sure to vote at BBPH918. Oh yeah. Anything else you want to add, man? You know what? Let's let's just plug her up. Plug it on up. Of course, uh, check out some of our buddies who do podcasting as well. We've got the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They drop a new show every Sunday just like this, so check them out. Plus, I always forget to mention this because it's not on the board, but how about Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History? So good. I love that so show. So fun, yeah. They're not always right, but they're always drunk. <laughs> always drunk, yeah. And, and uh uh, a drunk Scott's a fun Scott. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. Uh, I feel like we're getting like the Attitude Era Scott on that show. Oh, big time because the F-bombs are flying. Right. Yeah. But where it's like, you know, fully posable, we definitely get like the, uh, you know, 94, 95 Scott. Like the, 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 the WWE PG era. We haven't put the kids to bed yet. Yeah. 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 I am going to kick Goldberg's Yes. <laughs> we get that version of Scott. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. I think they drop their shows on Tuesdays. Hilarious guys. Highly recommend it. Check it out. Definitely. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Uh, nice retro look at the world of pro wrestling. Definitely one of my favorites. You got one of their shirts on right now. I do. Yeah. It's yeah. like their Coliseum video looking yeah. design, which I dig. Dig it. I think you can actually pick this up on uh, whatamaneuver.net. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ringside Rant with RJ. Check his check out his show. Super cool guy. He's been on the show before. Really fun to talk to. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I'm actually supposed to be recording with him tonight for his show. So yeah, we've been playing this for a while. So we'll see what happens. But Hell yeah, uh, super fun guy to talk to. He's coming up on uh, on uh, you know it's fake right as well. And then of course your best friend on the entire planet, the PHPW Heavyweight Champion. Big Chuck with Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah, I've been uh, talking to President Jack Tunney uh, past couple of days about how he handled situations uh, back in the old days. And uh, uh, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, he's got – it's going to be past the 30-day mark before he defends that title. Maybe we ought to just strip him. I mean, I'm fine with that. Just because I hate his guts. 
you know, yeah, no he's, other reason. He's a sack of shit. Yeah, just you know. strip him of that title. You got to defend it in thirty days. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> we don't have a show until like forty-five days. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Chuck. Dude, I think Jack Tunney was total like Bobby Heenan. Always like, oh yeah, you know he takes a he takes a payoff. Like you know he always accused oh, him of yeah. tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah. I think Jack Tunney was up to no good. Probably, but you know what? He also didn't take no crap. You know, it's true. You know, he he paid attention to that 30-day mark. And if you didn't defend that title, whoo, it was gone. It was off your shoulder, pal. I legit, as a kid, thought he was, like, the president of oh, the yeah, company. I did, too. I, that's actually pretty smart events to, like, be over there on commentary yeah. as the owner. And, like, this schlub's over there acting like he's in charge it, of it. It's like a straight-laced old man. So it's like, okay. Of course. Yeah, he's the owner. And I he kind of looks like Vince McMahon Sr. in a way. Mm, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so, so you're like, okay, I, I buy it. Jack Tunney. It. Yeah. That sounds official. Right, yeah. President Jack Tunney. Um, yeah, so check out Elite Eight Showdown if you so choose. Good good guys over there. It's I a mean. pretty funny show. Yeah. I do enjoy it. Yeah. Of course, Boots to the Face. Check out their show. Really awesome wrestling podcast, uh, Tales from the Estate. I'm really enjoying this one because it's not a wrestling podcast. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's cool. It's, it's always true. good to have a break from wrestling podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it is. And Drew Vinsel, you know, is, is a good dude, good friend of the show. Yep. And, you know, doing something different. You know, his wife is the co-host. I think that's a, that's a fun it. idea. Yeah. Dig it. Of course, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and uh, Joe, Cam, and Craig are all those guys. Uh, of course, now are now making an impact in PHPW. Yeah, uh, good dudes over there. Great podcast, fun podcast. Love listening to that show. So check it out if you have not. Absolutely, and I, and I again, I like it because it's different, right? Different topics, which are, which is fun. Yeah, trivia with buds with Ryan Buds. Great dude, hilarious guy. Um, and trivia podcasts are fun, man. Like I, I, I sure. love trivia. Like we're sure. I love trivia, and I don't, I don't see live event trivia happening in person in a while. So yeah. So who knows? And of course, Howling with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf at the Art of Jason Wolf. Awesome artist. I love his podcast. Super fun guy to talk to. So check out his stuff as well. Absolutely. And of course, wrestling comic books. Check out Grapple Hold and To Be the Man. Grapple Hold, of course, from a good friend of the show, David Thomas. To Be the Man uh, is also available on Amazon and Comixology. Grapple Hold's on Amazon. Hopefully, it's on Comixology at some point. He told me he told me it would be, but I don't think yeah. it's yet. So hope so. David, you need to let us know, man. Yeah. Um, and then of course, our uh, our side projects. Any news on Bill Benis? Not yet. Not yet. So that's... I feel like he's a little upset that he got fired from PHPW. Well, it all kind of happened at once. You know, uh, me and... freaking slapped me. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of pranked him, you know, on the show. And then we fired him on PHPW. I mean, he's kind of been through it, you know. Yeah. So I, I get why he's trying to stay away a little bit. Well, hopefully he doesn't show back up for a while. I hope not. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I just debuted this uh, this past week the initial first episode of You Know It's Fake, right? Yeah. The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in pro wrestling. We talked about it a little bit, but, dude, everyone's digging the uh, the theme music you wrote, man. Very cool. I'm glad. Pretty uh, pretty fun stuff. And uh, you do a little bit of character voices on there, too, which is fun. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Very cool stuff. So episode one's out. Check it out with Jack Gamble. Episode two will drop tomorrow with a good friend of the show. Aaron Anders. Oh boy. Oh double A. Yeah. A double. Yeah. So check check out you know it's fake, right? And uh of course rating and review for both of those shows and this show as well would definitely be appreciated. And then of course uh you know 
we always talk about your music, which people can stream and find on iTunes, Spotify, wherever they get their tunes. And last week, you know, you kind of out of nowhere released a little quick song on, on SoundCloud there. Yeah, I did. Not fully mixed or mastered or anything like that, but just a little demo version of a song that's going to be on the new album um, with a tentative release date. Obviously, no no real solid set in stone release date, but um, still working on it. But yeah, little little little, little song on there. It's on my Facebook and uh, my uh, Twitter page. So if you want to listen to it, check it out. Boom. And then, of course, um, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. You want to be a patron? Um, $1, $3, $5, $5 tiers, you get the energy shot plus, um, you know, a gift or two a year if you yeah. sign up for the 3 or $5 ones. In fact, um, the $5, or I think 3 and $5 ones, the gifts are out. The mail is running really slow for some reason right now. Yeah. And I've seen stuff take up to two weeks to get there. Yep. I did hear from David Thomas that he got his gift in the mail. Almost three weeks later, and he lives in the same town we do. Right, and he absolutely loved it. So awesome. I was like, heck yeah, so I'm glad. And I, we were kind of worried about that because I was like, man, I really feel like this is one people, they're going to dig. Right. These are cool. Yeah. And uh, no one's really said anything yet, so I uh, hit up a couple of people. They have not gotten them yet, so yeah. they should be coming. Um, they're out there, um, and they're all like they're kind of personal to you. So sure, hope every, everybody digs them. But yeah, so be on the lookout for the uh, the the Patreon gift for yes. the end of the year. And then of course, uh, all of our T-shirts can be found at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and of course, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. So you can get all of our threads. And then of course, uh, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Man, yeah. Um, so I dropped a new shirt on AveragePandaGear.com. I saw that. Pretty um, cool. New year, new meh, and. Uh, that's up there right now. So check that out. Uh, nice little, nice little ash-colored T-shirt with a with a charcoal design. Beard balm stuff to kind of reiterate what I did last. What I said last week was, um, gentlemen's tomahawk is back. And I know I've mentioned uh, before the end of the year last year that be on the lookout for different sizes and things like that of beard balm. I'm still looking, still looking into that. I'm trying to get the because a lot of stuff has to go into that. It's not only the uh, the containers, it's the labels and things like that. So right, a lot, a lot happening there. Right, and so there's a few things I have to take care of to to make that happen. But as soon as that happens, I'll let you guys know, and that will be beneficial because, as some of you guys might know, a two ounce beard balm is a lot of effing beard balm, and you, it will last th- a while. Yeah, it does, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, wow, that'll last for. A good while, even if you use it every day. I yeah, I've I have I'm still working on a s'mores container that I've had since before I started this back up when I was just testing things out. Wow, yeah. And it's like, it's like okay, eventually I'll run out of this, but it's like I haven't even hit the bottom yet. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So check all that out, Outsiders Beard Co. and Average Panda Gear. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out another edition of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. (laughs) 
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.